Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to 929, the weekly podcast that serves you some Monday morning inspiration and advice to help you win the week ahead. 929 is a podcast from Fiverr, the digital freelance marketplace, and I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. Please make sure you listen all the way to the end today, as I've got an offer from Fiverr that could make your week that bit better in whatever you're trying to achieve. Today, I'm talking to Jeff Diana, the Chief People Officer at Calendly. We're a robust software automation platform, and if you put it in simple terms, our goal is to be the easiest way to schedule, prepare, and follow up specifically on your external meetings. So our real mission is to take the work out of connecting with others so you can do more. Jeff's role is to empower their employees. Calendly is a remote working company, and part of his job is to make sure that workers thousands of miles apart can feel like they're part of a strong company culture. What I do at Calendly is ensure our people can do the best work of their lives to achieve our business objectives. And the reason why culture is important to me is it's the decoder ring and it's the guiding force that allows people to be successful and the company to deliver on its aggressive growth plans. Jeff feels strongly about the values of Calendly's work culture. So what will you take away from what he knows? Let's get into it. Here's Jeff. Tell us a bit more about what you believe Calendly's culture to be and how it's been trying to implement that culture in a virtual kind of environment. Yeah, I think the definition of culture, you know, it's a word that gets thrown around in many different directions. I've heard I think the best anecdote I heard about what culture is or your values are is the, pardon my French, but the shittiest behavior you'll allow inside your company. That's mm-hmm. that's your culture. For us, our, our culture really is one of collaboration and is driven by our four values. We start with human, really care about the individual and think through the impact on others for the, the actions that we take. Uh, we're big believers in finding a way. As everybody knows, there's obstacles in what you try to drive when you have bold visions and goals in front of you. And so we find a way to get there. Uh, we strive for excellence in everything we do. We're we're not the type of company that's so short-sighted that we look to good enough and we'll clean up the technical debt or org debt in my world, if you'd like. And really for, for us as a whole, the one that I find the most impactful is Focus Wisely, and it's so important for organizations today. There's so much opportunity to go after. We have to focus wisely to make progress versus trying to do a little bit of everything. And so ultimately, our culture, to me, it's a living, breathing organism. It's the thing I love about culture, right? It changes with every person you bring in. It changes with every idea someone has. Um, And it really is the way you work, the system you put around people, what you reward. It's that entire people system. Now, here's something I'm quite interested in in terms of the idea of culture. What you've described for Calendly sounds wonderful. And you'd think that all companies would probably want to embrace a similar thing. So how does one company culture make itself different from any other? Because you'd all want to do the same thing, surely. Sure. So, you know, one of the things I I did for quite a while after 
my time at Atlassian was advise founders around building values in their culture. And the first thing I always hear, Ishan, is like, oh, they all sound the same. Like they all have great words. They all sort of say the same thing. So I'd say there's a couple things that go in there. One is the degree on those continuums. So when you talk about focus wisely, how you define that term becomes very important. So there are different degrees of how people define those terms that comes different. The second thing is how well you embed and how consistently you support that with the rest of the system you put in place. So to make that real, right? Values, for example, what are the behaviors that you describe when someone does it well and someone doesn't do it very well can be very different for the same concept. Collaboration can manifest itself very differently in organizations. So it's really important to think through what exactly is it that we define the way we wanna partner with each other. And we do that at Calumly. In fact, we just refreshed that exercise at our kickoff last week where we did it function by function of saying, not just at the company level, but in engineering, what does it look like? It's probably different than my recruiters do it versus our CS person. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where I think the culture difference come in. It's at the level of defining the behaviors and then how you support that with the other pieces you put around the behaviors you've defined. What would you want our listeners to learn from your approach to all of this? Yeah, I think first of all, I'd say, take the time to be clear with what you are and what you aren't. I'm amazed at how much discomfort that causes individuals, right? For a fear of either not being inclusive through that lens or cutting themselves off from a certain supply of talent, knowing how hard it is to find people. But the reality is if you're not crystal clear on who you are and comfortable with that, and you hire people that don't fit that, you are not gonna build a sustainable culture anyway. So that's the number one thing I would say is take the time to define it, be comfortable with it, and stay true to it, right? And it almost sounds corny, but when you get in the throes of work and you're moving around and doing a thousand different things, it's easy for you to uh, blur the edges of those types of things and very quickly you water down what your culture and your values are. What tips would you give to someone who's listening to this and thinking, this sounds amazing, but it's almost impossible to do when everyone's in a remote location? <laughs> well, it's funny, like we're in a remote location. We've been remote uh, really since the uh, pandemic really took hold. I think the number one thing I would tell you about remote is there are things you can put in place in order to drive a remote culture. Um, and I think we've done a lot of those types of things. In our case, we've decided twice a year we will get people together in person regardless of the cost because there is human connection that comes from that time. And so we've made that commitment. Uh, to our people. We've also given people the opportunity, the funds to connect themselves because imagine that your people are pretty incredible. They're pretty entrepreneurial. If you give them the resources, they'll find ways to connect. So first thing is make that commitment to connection. And then lastly, I, I don't think it's as daunting as people think with their values to screen all of their programs and processes. And the first place I start is performance feedback and rewards. Who are the people you're rewarding what are you telling people success looks like? And that obviously is very tangible and motivating to people, right? It affects all of us, our pay, our careers, our, our pocketbooks, right? So that's where I would start with those various pieces. We've talked a bit about the obstacles that one might face in trying to embed or establish a culture and organization. But what kind of skills do you need? What kind of person do you need to be 
to try and really drive that change, particularly in an organization which might be resistant to a bit of culture change or uh, a shift in their culture? You know, it's kind of funny. I talk about what makes a successful executive, and there's usually a few things that I look for. One is self-awareness. Two is being comfortable in their skin of knowing what, you, what you're good at and what you're not. Um, and when those things uh, go away, you've sort of peaked. And I think those are similar capabilities that are really important if you're trying to shift culture. Like you have to know who you are. You have to be comfortable on what you're not going to be and be able to have those tough conversations. You have to be curious enough uh, to understand why people would be resistant to that change. And then lastly, you have to have the conviction of the importance of this work. When it becomes an HR thing, it's dead upon arrival. Um, I often talk to companies, I don't actually own culture. I don't own attrition rates. Guess how many people in the company I own? 1%, uh, right? The people exist throughout the organization and through other leaders. So I can be a steward of that, but it's actually going to be driven by others. So when you define that culture and drive that culture change, we can actually be the lightning rod for that. But it's actually going to get done through the incredible leaders and managers and people of the company. So The last one I would give you in that space is you have to inspire people with that vision. Every time we talk about our culture and values, it's the best meeting we ever have, the highest rating meeting we have. And it's not because my content or the the exercises I create are particularly wonderful. It's because people get to talk about what they're passionate about. Mm. Uh, And that galvanizes connection. Jeff, thank you so much for talking to us on 929. It was a pleasure. I love your podcast. And uh, thanks very much for inviting me on to have such an important conversation that's really front and center these days. What will you take away from Jeff this week and put into practice? Was it his emphasis on establishing your mission or the importance of living your values as opposed to just stating them? And here's something else to help your week go that bit better. Fiverr are offering listeners to this podcast 20% off their next order when you use the discount code PODCAST22 at fiverr.com. Try it today and enjoy getting more stuff done. Thanks so much for listening. Hit follow and I'll be back with you next Monday morning. Until then, have a great week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.